On this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, we're going to talk about pinball saturation and the sheer number of games that are available in the pinball marketplace. But I want to start out this podcast a little differently because I want to beg, beg all of you manufacturers out there, will somebody please make this movie into a pinball game? First, Prime. Then Ultra Magnus, and now you. It's a pity you Autobots die so easily, or I might have a sense of satisfaction now. You got the touch! You got the power! Arise, Rodimus Prime. Optimus. I mean, it would not get any sweeter for a pinball machine based on the G1 Transformers movie. And I just saw it last Thursday. Fathom Events rescreened it in theaters, uh, digitally remastered. And I have to say, I have to say, if we look at the themes that most of us want, it is some of the throwback themes from the 80s, maybe early 90s. Probably 80s, though, is the sweet spot, right? Look how good Ghostbusters sold. Look how good the Star Wars trilogy sold. I know Star Wars was mid-70s on. Uh, but if you go watch Transformers G1 and you go watch that movie, not only do you have the best soundtrack ever, right? And not a super expensive soundtrack to license, let's be honest. It's much cheaper than Iron Maiden music and Aerosmith music that's found in the Transformer movie. Uh, but you have the most iconic characters. You have one of the greatest storylines ever. We need to uh, become allies now to defeat Unicron. Like, it would just be so amazing. And as I look at all the pinball machines that are out in the world, and I look at all the themes, and I look at all the things that are coming out, and I look at all the titles, and I look at how much money all of you are spending on pinball machines. You know, I look at Frolic with his thumbs up as he gets his Deadpool LE. He's probably never even read a single Deadpool comic book, right? I look at the way the hobby is going, and it's simply like people will buy whatever is available because there's not always a lot new in box that is available to buy today but actually that's not true uh, what i want to talk about on episode 265 a couple things i want to go down uh, the pinball marketplace and just ask a very simple question do you think the pinball hobby is oversaturated now with titles and are they the titles that you would like to buy Okay, we'll, then we'll go through some pinball news and then I might just go off on a few tangents here and there. Um, and then I'm not going to interview Roger Sharp again because you can go listen to that on Head to Head Pinball. Uh, I told Ryan, I was like, eventually you guys will interview everyone that I've interviewed on this show. And you'll realize that there's just not a lot of new news to get out of people. But I do give them credit for doing an interview a week. You've probably noticed that we haven't had many interviews on this show in a long time. And it's not really because... Uh, people won't come on the show. I just haven't really had the time 
to line up schedules with other people. And also, I have to be honest, when I'm not interviewing people in the industry and I'm interviewing just like collectors or people out there, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to get, right? Because I haven't talked to them yet. But I want to get some of you collectors and you fans out there on the show. That's going to happen. I, I'm literally, I'm going to reach a point <laughs> where I can't, I can't even conjure up stuff to talk about. Okay, but let's get back to the first question. Do you know how many games are available to buy today if you wanted to go buy a game that is new in box, that is being produced right now, October 1st, 2018, all right? How many games do you think are available? Do you think it's five? Do you think it's 10? How many? You know, I actually had to go down and count because the answer is quite shocking. So today, if you want to go get a game that is currently being manufactured in box, brand new, there are 21 pinball machines for you to choose from. I'm going to go down the list really quickly. Pirates of the Caribbean, Wizard of Oz, Dialed In, The Hobbit, Iron Maiden, Deadpool, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars, Aerosmith, Batman 66, Ghostbusters, ACDC, Star Trek, Metallica, Thunderbirds, Houdini, Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, Total Nuclear Annihilation, Attack from Mars Remake, P3 Multimorphic, and The Mafia. All right? 21 games that you could probably go buy, new in box, right now. Incredible, right? Incredible. Are we saturated yet? Now, there are more games coming soon. The Munsters, Beatles, Oktoberfest, Monster Bash Remake, Queen. I counted three titles coming from Deep Root. Um, Kingpin, Willy Wonka, Elvira 3. So that's 32 pinball machines right there. And it's incredible. It is incredible when you just think about the sheer number of games that are going to be available for consumers to choose from. And hey, as a buyer, as a pinball buyer, this is a great time to be in because you you have nothing but options. But as I said, as I said at the beginning of this show, do any of these games, do any of these games stir your soul the way you want a game to stir your soul, a game that is, you know, going to be somewhere between 7 and $9,000, a game that you have to have. Because when I read the threads, when I read how excited people are for these themes, you know, they're really, in, in, the, in those first 21, right, the games are out now. I would say the themes that really sort of people had to have uh, were Star Wars, which ended up being a flop of a game, all right? No one's really talking about how great Star Wars is as, as a machine. I would say Ghostbusters was the other one. Huge, huge enthusiasm for that game. We all know what ended up with Ghostbusters, probably one of the worst designs ever, um, and then from there, right, from that point on, you know, there's nothing really from Jersey Jack in terms of theme that really, really got people going. Um, and then in, when it comes to Stern, you know, we just, they, they had the two themes that I think broke through, but, you know, also credit where credit's due, Metallica and ACDC have done great for them. Uh, but, you know, what's missing? And that's why I played Transformers G1, all these titles, all these themes, they continue 
when it when you look at the themes, they continued, I think, to miss the mark, which means I think we have a lot more quantity of pinball games coming out and that are currently out then we do the kinds of themes people would just love to have. And we talk about theme a lot, um, but this is more about saturation. And I do think that the pinball market, as much as I want to say it's oversaturated, and it's, you, know, you can't really look at all these titles and say, you know, it's, it's definitely at the point where there's no more buyers, people are, are out of money or out of room, and I don't think that's the case. Uh, I, I, I keep seeing people open up Deadpool LEs every day. I, I keep seeing people saying they're in on Pirates of the Caribbean. I keep hearing people say that they've ordered Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. So the buyer base of pinball is definitely growing. I think it's growing both from an operator standpoint and a home collector standpoint. All right, And that's good. right? There, there, there has to be. There has to be a large number of demand for these many titles uh, to be uh, to be produced, right, and manufactured. Now, again, the question becomes: Out of all these themes, are these really the themes that you are dying to get? I'm really curious to see what happens with the Munsters because I think the Munsters is a very, very, very niche theme, right? It's a very niche theme. It is something that I think a lot of us, I'm 42 years old as of last week. I think I grew up watching the Munsters reruns because the show was in black and white. I think the show is from the 70s, correct? Uh, I, I don't exactly know. I just remember watching it. Uh, I thought it was funny. It was campy. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know if the Munsters really has a lot of following in 2018. And I also say that because do they even show the Munsters anywhere? Like are the seasons available on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon? Are people watching it on TV? Are any of the old like classic TV stations airing Munsters episodes? It's just not a theme. Uh, that people have been clamoring for for a pinball game. A uh, part of me feels like this is another one of the titles that Stern Pinball s took away from Spooky. I, I do think Spooky wanted to make this game, and I think this was another one of, of the cock-blocking efforts that Stern did to keep Chuck from making the Spooky-themed games that he wanted to make. I mean, they stole Godzilla. I think they got monsters from them, unless someone wants to come on and say otherwise. So, look, we have, you know, you know, it's just, there's just a lot of games coming out. We know Beatles is coming out. I'm also curious to see how the Beatles is going to do. The Beatles is going to be a reskin of an older Stern machine. And I, I think people are going to, this game is going to be designed for the collector. All right, so... They're going to make, I believe, a Super LE of the Beatles. Um, the way the Beatles will be is here's how it's going to roll out. There's going to be three different variations of the Beatles. So I think you're going to see a Beatles Premium, a Beatles Limited Edition, and a Beatles Super Limited Edition. And it's going to be very much like Batman. Three different art packages will be the differentiator in the game. The game itself will all be the same on all three models. So once again, Stern is going to ask you to invest heavily in artwork. You are going to pay a premium 
and get no different of a gameplay experience in Beatles. But I also think you know you have to be a diehard Beatles fan. See, I again, I'm 42. I did not grow up in love with the Beatles. Uh, I think for someone like me to be in love with the Beatles, I, I think it requires one thing. I think it requires that your parents were huge Beatles fans when they raised you and they raised you to love that music. It, it's like today. The reason why I'm, you know, millennial kids are still into like Guns N' Roses and Nirvana, you know, and Pearl Jam. Like young kids, you see them walking around with those t-shirts on is because their parents listened to that music uh, and, and when they were young and when they raised their kids, they raised them to be into the bands they were into. So Beatles is going to be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it's going to have the frenzy that I think uh, some people think. Um, Monster Bash remake. We'll talk a little bit later about that delay. Queen from you know the pinball people that left Highway. I don't know where that game is. Uh, Kingpin, Willy Wonka, Elvira 3. All right. So look. And then the last game on my list, number 33 in the mix of games, is the mystery game that I've been alluding to a few months ago. And I've in this game, I'll tell you, out of all these games, out of all these games that are coming out. This game is the only game that is being made from the ground up for the collector, for the guy who wants to own something that not everybody has. Uh, and, you know, I, I continue to remain optimistic and enthusiastic around this title. Uh, and I keep getting hit up by our friend over at This Week in Pinball, and Jeff keeps wanting to know more about this game. He knows absolutely nothing about this game. And it's kind of killing him. And he he keeps telling me to like forget about it, move on. No, Jeff, the whole thing is this. And for those of you who listen, they're going to make a small number of these games. And they are, this game is not going to be revealed at Expo. It's not going to be revealed at TPF. It's not going to do the normal stuff that all these games have to do to drum up interest and excitement because he doesn't need to make that many and he doesn't need to make that many to sell them and I'll tell you this right now these games if they come to fruition okay because I've seen stuff on it they're going to sell out to listeners of this show before anyone even sees a thing okay and that's that's what's going to happen and then people are going to be like well maybe I should have listened to Canada's Pinball Podcast because the details of how to get one are going to take place on this show. And they're going to take place exclusively on this show. And when orders open up for the game, the listeners who listen to the podcast first are going to be the ones who get in on it. Okay? And, and that's just going to be the way it works. Okay? And, and I'm excited. And I don't know when that date is. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter when that date is. And, and I've been talking to the creator. And the whole reason it doesn't matter is when you make something that's this special and this limited, it doesn't matter. Like, I, we don't, you know, you, we don't need to time it to some movie. We don't need to time it to Halloween. It just doesn't matter. Um, and if your interest is peaked in this game, it should be. I mean, I would be really curious about something that I didn't know anything about. That's pinball. That's really trying to give something special to collectors. Um, but again, with all pinball machines, I don't know when. I don't know if. And from what I've seen, 
I'm really excited. I haven't seen it all. I haven't seen like the whole thing like flipping and doing all of its crazy stuff. Um, but I, you know, I like being excited by pinball machines that aren't the expected, right? That aren't what you, you know, are you really, do you really think you're going to get something unexpected and magical from Stern on the monsters? Do you really think that? Like you think this is going to be the one where like they completely like blow you away? Um, I still think you're going to get a good game for sure. But the problem with all these games, and I've said it before, who the hell wants to spend all this money and get something as a collectible that everybody has. And, and again, I think nobody is catering to the collector market. And this whole concept of the only thing you can give a collector is, is trim and art is bullshit. Like, let me ask you guys a question. Where are the exclusive callouts for the Batman 66 Super LE owners? People have, sh have shown in the thread, in the code itself, there are names, I don't think it was 80 because some, some, some of the owners had the same names. I think it was like 60-something names that Adam West called out personally uh, so that if you bought a, a $15,000 Batman Super LE, your game would be unique to you because Adam West would call your name out and tell you to answer the bat phone. That was promised to the Super LE buyers two years ago and they still have not put it in the game and it's really a shame that that was gonna be the cherry on top of the cake and now when I talked to Lyman he was like well I don't know who's got what game but of course you do you know who you sold each game to it doesn't matter where those games went to after the original buyer each game is serial numbered you could you will have to probably release to those 80 people a code just for them but let me tell stern something and i know they listen to this show those people spent fifteen thousand dollars on your game you can't mail out 80 usb drives with each person's individual code on it and allow them to install it into the game. Now, I think they might have to wait to the final code update to do that, right? Because if they give it to the person early and then there's new code changes, won't that erase uh, that person's uh, you know, personalized call out? And they probably don't want to have to send out 80 different USB sticks every time there's a code update. So that's my hunch. But you know what I don't like about Stern when it comes to this whole thing? Why don't they just communicate to the people who spent all that money what their plans are for that? I mean, people have already waited two years, two years to get the game complete, and it's still not. And yet Stern still won't officially tell people uh, when they can expect their personalized call out, which was one of the reasons people bought the games. And I, I don't like that, that, that bait and switch. I'm going to tell you something that's in a game. I'm going to take your money and then I'm not going to deliver it. Now they may, I, I think they will deliver it. I just don't understand why they can't communicate it. All right. Okay. So my point is this, my final point on all of this is there's just a ton of games out. There's a ton of themes out there. 
Uh, it's a great time to be a buyer. But personally, deep down inside, I just don't think that most of these themes are the themes that I would like to see in pinball machines. The kinds of themes like Transformers Generation 1, like He-Man, um, like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You know, let me go to This Week in Pinball because I know that Jeff did a little survey. And I want to read the results of this survey where he asked people um, what themes they would like to see. And he based it on different age groups. And it's pretty interesting. Let me go to that right now. All right, so it's the This Week in Pinball's top 10. And so he asked people, what are your top 10 favorite pinball machines based on age? And he says, as voted on by the pinball community. So for 35 or younger, these are the top 10 themes they consider. Theater of Magic, The Hobbit, and this is going from 10 to 1. Circus Voltaire, Monster Bash, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, really? Really? I mean, this is where I love the way like these guys like they should. I, I mean, look, it's a survey. Number five, Metallica. Number four, Indiana Jones. Number three, Medieval Madness. Number two, Attack from Mars. And number one, in terms of 35 or younger, favorite pinball theme, the Lord of the Rings. All right. 36 to 45. All right. Which was 41% of voters. The top 10 are Twilight Zone, Metallica, Lord of the Rings, Iron Maiden, Ghostbusters, ACDC, Adam's Family, Dialed In, Attack from Mars, and Medieval Madness. So you're telling me that Dialed In is one of the top 10 favorite pinball themes? Um, or I guess it's pinball games. It's not even theme. Okay, I get that. Dialed In is a great shooter. All right. So then we go to 46 or older. These are pinball games. They're top 10. Star Trek, Dialed In, Circus Voltaire, The Addams Family, ACDC, Batman 66, Indiana Jones, Attack from Mars, Twilight Zone, and Monster Bash. All right. So those were like your favorite pinball games. And I think there's nothing shocking on that list. I think that we see a lot of repetition in games like Monster Bash, Theater of Magic, Circus Voltaire, Attack from Mars, you know, Lord of the Rings, ACDC, Metallica. You know, there, there's like this group. There's like this elite group of games. I, I am surprised to see Ghostbusters in there. Uh, but I think because the power of that theme is so strong. You know what you're not seeing in here anywhere? is Star Wars, which is a shame. Uh, you're not seeing The Hobbit other than once in terms of number nine, but it didn't get repeated. Um, did, did we see Wizard of Oz? I don't even think so. All right. All right. So let's go on to the top 10 dream pinball themes based on age. All right. So these are themes that people would love to see. So if you are 35 or younger, these are your top 10 themes. Number 10, Pokemon. I mean, that must have been Hilton voting on that one. Um, number nine, Masters of the Universe. Yes, He-Man would be amazing. Number eight, Stranger Things. Okay, will Spooky Pinball make Stranger Things? Number seven, Sonic the Hedgehog. I do think iconic video game uh, stuff like Sonic and Super Mario Brothers would be amazing pinball. Number six, Rick and Morty. Number five, The Beatles. See, I don't, how is that possible? How did people 35 or younger vote for the Beatles? I would expect that to be older. Um, number four, the Goonies. Uh, number three, and we hear this one a lot, Back to the Future. Number two, Big Trouble in Little China, which is great. 
happy you guys. I'm surprised that that was 35 or younger because I still think that movie skews a little bit older. Uh, number one, Harry Potter. I don't think we're ever going to see a Harry Potter pinball machine because of how J.K. Rowling uh, feels about uh, you know bars and games and bars like pinball. All right, now, no, 36 to 45. This is my age group. The, the, okay, and this was 41% of voters. These are your 10 most popular themes you want. Number 10, NHL hockey game. Okay, so there hasn't been an NHL pinball. Now, that actually would be fun when you think about it. I mean, you could have it be a lot like a Papa Duke's World Cup soccer where you're trying to score a goal. Kind of makes sense, right? That little goal with a hockey goalie going back and forth seems sort of perfect. It also seems perfect to have like you know, the ball freeze in the middle and have like a face off and you could have like, imagine being able to control with the flippers. Oh man. Like instead of flippers, you've got like two hockey sticks down there. That would be fucking awesome. All right. Number nine, the princess bride as you wish. Uh, I think that is a super campy fun movie that a lot of people remember uh, would be great. Number eight, the Beatles, here we are again. The Beatles. Well, you're not going to have to wish for the Beatles. It's happening. Number seven, Iron Maiden. Well, why? What's weird to me is why are people, top 10 dream pinball themes. Why are people putting Iron Maiden as a dream theme when it's already out? To me, a dream is something that's not yet out. It's a, what do you dream of happening? I don't have the dream of Iron Maiden coming out because it's fucking out. Number six, Monty Python. You know, I have to go on the record for saying, too, like, I think I'm too young for Monty Python. I mean, I remember the movies coming out, but I'm not the biggest Monty Python fan. Like, I watch those movies. I enjoy them, but I'm not enamored by them, okay? Um, number five, Rick and Morty. I have to be honest. Rick and Morty, man, I, I haven't even, like, seen a Rick and Morty show. And, and maybe that's just me, but it seems like it's really popular based upon... Uh, a lot of these surveys, so I definitely will check it out. Number four, Beetlejuice. Um, yes, the first Beetlejuice movie is freaking incredible. Tim Burton. I would love to see almost all of Tim Burton's classic movies made into pinball machines. If you made an Edward Scissorhands pinball machine with that soundtrack and the ice sculpting and Edward and all the scenes from the movie, here's another Tim Burton movie. That I'm surprised is not on this list, but should be. Imagine making a pinball machine for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I mean, all of his films, all of his old original films would be incredible. All right. Willy Wonka number three. Well, look, that's happening. So I think people are going to be really excited. Again, I've been reading that thread and getting very excited as people talk about how well the Willy Wonka movie will translate into a pinball machine. And I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And we know it's coming from Jack. Uh, and I, I would just wait. I, I Literally, it's like another reason why I wouldn't buy Pirates because I would much rather have Willy Wonka as a theme. And it, guess what? It's being designed by the same dude. <laughs> so um, if, if you can be patient, I would wait. Um, number two, Back to the Future. So what is the future of Back to the Future pinball? Who is going to remake it? And when will that happen? I think the rumors for the longest time was that Dutch would do it, but that's not going to happen. Number one, again, Harry Potter. Harry Potter pinball. Who can get Harry Potter? Um, honorable mentions, Archer, Wu-Tang Clan, Mad Max, Labyrinth, and Led Zeppelin. All right. 
46 years or older, um, number 10, Futurama, number 9, Blues Brothers, number 8, Willy Wonka, number 7, Blade Runner, number 6, Monty Python, number 5, Predator. Man, I really wish someone would make a Predator game and not fuck it up. Number 4, Beatles. Number 3, Disney's Haunted Mansion. Really? Number 2, Rush. Ugh. And number one, again, Harry Potter. Notice anything, guys? You guys really want Harry Potter. All right. And there's a lot more surveys that he's done, but I'll say this. I'll say this. Those are some awesome themes, all right? So, you know, I'm looking at this, and Harry Potter, Willy Wonka, you know, these things keep coming to the top. No one said Transformers. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Nobody really said, like... Um, Toy Story. Nobody really said the Matrix. Some of these are coming up in other, in in other surveys he's done. But Harry Potter, man, it is like the one that everyone wants. And I, my my point is this. My point is this. And you know, you listen to this show, and I and I and I talk a lot about theme and 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 you know, only making pinball machines that are worth making. Nowhere on that list did you see Oktoberfest. <laughs> Nowhere on that list did you. Um, nowhere on that list did you see really dialed in as a theme. You can't, I mean, you would like, you can't have a dream theme be like an original theme. I did see in the thread that someone said they should make a dialed in movie and release it on Netflix. And that would get more people into this incredible theme and, and, and get more hype around the game. And, and I'm sorry, but dialed in is like the most incredible pinball machine that is just wrapped in the, in probably one of the most mundane packages and it's not me who just feels this way it's all the you guys too all right all right so look what's fun about this hobby is we can dream about what's next and even though i mentioned all of those titles coming out there's still so many titles coming out that we have no idea like what is deep root planning to make well we're going to find out some news on Deep Root because as we saw on This Week in Pinball, there was a, a tour of the Deep Root facilities by Jeff, and we'll see how much he's able to disclose and what he saw on that tour, uh, but that's going to be uh, revealed on the site Thursday, so we look forward to seeing uh, what he saw at Deep Root. I invited him onto the show. I was like, dude, come on. Like, join the Big League podcast. Like, come on this show. We all know that this show, much better much no i'm just joking um but maybe i'm not uh all right so let's let's go down a list of some news and then we will conclude this episode of canada's pinball podcast so i want to talk first about highway pinball and i know what you're thinking and it's not what you're thinking i want to actually congratulate the people in the highway pinball owners club for all of the passion and dedication you guys are putting into this game i mean if you go into the thread People are remaking plastics, they're remaking the LED light boards for the game, and they're offering these things up to all of the owners so they can make their games as as reliable and bulletproof as possible. And I think it's great, and I think it's an amazing testament to the kind of people that are in this hobby. It is a hobby filled with people that will always be aimed at creating solutions and helping out their fellow pinsiders and their fellow pinball players and their fellow pinball collectors. When you 
you know, when you stop with all the drama, and now that a lot of these companies have gone under, you know, like Highway and Dutch and Skit B and Zidware, you know, when, when the drama ends and you, and, and, and you stop listening to idiots like Y Snow and, you know, Hilton and how he can't afford a cell phone and how that makes him buy more pins, when you tune out the idiots, like if you put the 15 idiots on pin side on ignore and you just read what's going on, it's usually really positive and it's people helping each other out. It's people talking about new code, about new upgrades, new mods and new solutions to problems with pins. And that's a great thing. I mean, that is the reason why 99% of you are in this hobby. It's because of that level of support. So I just want to congratulate those guys for, for doing all the work and, and getting those games uh, to a more reliable state. Uh, the one item it seems like is really hard to fix is that Xeno head, which just seems like it was engineered so poorly. And it does suck that people have to turn that thing off when it's the main toy in the game. So hopefully someone can figure out how to make that thing work reliably. Um, all right. Let's talk about Jersey Jack Pinball. So uh, Jeff over at uh, this Week in Pinball, he emailed Jack and asked him about uh, the Wizard of Oz uh, Yellow Brick Road Edition, which is coming out. Now, the reason why we know this game is coming out, the reason why we know uh, from, uh, uh, what is it, Head-to-Head -head Pinball talked about it first, uh, it's because Wayne, Wayne over there in Australia, he knows everything that is going on. Like, he was right when I talked about how Jersey Jack was, you know, getting rid of their CEO, Wayne told me that, and then I mistakenly, you know, Jack's people were like, that's false, that's not true, and then they were yelling at me, so then I retracted my statement and said, you know, kind of told Wayne, like, what are you doing, like, that's, that's hurtful information, it ended up being true, so it was the Jersey Jack people who were, like, making shit up, like, they knew their CEO was gone, um, anyway, so he asked Jack, about the yellow brick road because I'm sure Wayne told people that it's happening. Um, and here's what, Jer I want to read Jersey Jack's email back to Jeff at This Week in Pinball. Now Jeff published this, so this is not like a private correspondence. And I want to give my commentary on some of what Jack says. So he says, in the, this is Jack, in the past, we announced games that we were not yet, that were not yet in production. Every time we did that, the excitement was off the chart and we booked thousands of game orders for loyal Jersey Jack customers who patiently waited and today still wait for their games. Okay. Thousands? Uh, okay. Um, I'd like to go forward and show games that we can deliver in a short time frame. With that, I don't have any game to announce at this moment. We are working on five different model games now. Which, while there is excitement and speculation, rumor and hope, I'm not going to confirm or deny anything at this time. So I want to stop there for a minute. Because Jack always says this. He always says that we're not going to announce games early, that it, it, it always creates a lot of excitement, and you know then people wait a year. They wait two years. And so when he says, you know, because he doesn't really... Here's what's weird to me about this response, and, 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 I'll, and I'll keep reading. There's more to go. Is, is that Jeff is not asking him to confirm a new title. He's simply asking him, are you going to make Waz again, which has already been out for years, and are you just, just going to make a new trim level of Waz? And I think Jack's sort of dancing around that question by saying, 
well, we don't want to announce a title too early and get people excited, then they have to wait. So here's why I think it's kind of silly when you apply that to Wizard of Oz is the, everyone, no, everyone, anyone can go get a Wizard of Oz. Like they're, there's, they're not hard to get. So there's not going to be that level of like, well, if I hear about the, the Yellow Brick Road edition and I have to wait, like that's going to really upset me. No, nobody, nobody is clamoring to get more Wazes right now. All right, so then Jack says, Jeff, I'll say that we are probably the only pinball company that is still actively manufacturing all of the game titles that we have introduced. We have some stock of Black uh, Arrow Hobbit, which is an amazing game, especially with the new code. Okay, I want to stop there for a second. For Jack to take credit for actively manufacturing all of the game titles that they have introduced is kind of comical when you think about it. Because Jack, great, you're actively making how many games after so many years? You're making Wizard of Oz, The Hobbit, Dialed In, and Pirates of the Caribbean. So you only have ever introduced four games. So wow, like you're actively manufacturing four titles. Meanwhile, over at Stern Pinball, they're actively manufacturing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine titles. Nine. So they're actively manufacturing more than twice the number of games that you are right now. And that's not the only thing, is over the last five years, Stern has also stopped manufacturing certain titles. Uh, you know, they've probably released 20 games in five years where Jack's made four. Uh, so it's just a weird thing to sort of take credit for. It's like, uh, is that really something that's special? Or should you have been on game like six, seven, and eight by now if things were going smoothly? He then goes on to say, we have dialed in LE games and literally a couple of collector edition games. And again, a spectacular game that will also get another code update soon. So there we go, dialed in, collector's editions, 150 of them didn't sell out. And once again, once again, it just goes to show that Jack, as much as I love him and I love what they're doing, the way he handled the collector's edition was so bogus and he lied. He lied to people when he said, we're only going to make the number of collector edition orders we get in by January 1st, and that's it. And then he's like, we're making 150. Oh, really? You got exactly that tight number of orders. No, they announced a number that was more than the actual orders were, and then they made them, and they didn't sell out. Do you really think he only has two? You think he only has a couple? BS. I bet he's got parts for way more than that. But the problem is, is like he screwed over those collector's edition people because think about it. If there were legitimately only, let's say, 57 collector edition orders that, that were placed, then those 57 people should have gotten a very rare limited game. They should not have had three times as many made as there was demand because, again, those small group of fanatics, 
they should have been allowed to set where the demand was at, not Jack's arbitrary number. And the same thing is happening with pirates. It's just an arbitrary number uh, that he's going to try and make. Now, I think after all the hype that has left pirates, we're not going to see those 200 collector's editions fly out the door. And I actually, I don't think people want to look at like an ugly squid face. Anyway, he then goes, Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean is in full production. We just shipped a full container to Australia yesterday, and two containers are being loaded for Europe this week. All right, that's good news. And we, we saw Joe from Pinball Star went over there, and it does look like Pirates is in, the production has begun, and it's just rows and rows and rows of Pirates. So that's good news for you guys who have been waiting a long time. He then goes on to say, we are planning to go back into production of Wizard of Oz sometime in the next several weeks. That's no secret. We have told our distributors that so they can make some plans. It's an amazing game and my personal favorite. And we get people asking to buy them every day. Okay, so will that be the Yellow Brick Road edition? He does not go on to say. He then finishes with, Pinball has been in the news constantly and it makes me smile to read every morsel of coverage on us and everyone else trying to build pinball machines. That was not the case several years ago. The tremendous growth of pinball shows and tournaments around the world the enterprising and passionate people who have sprung up to make amazing pinball mods, toys, lights, kits, graphics, um, uh, and more just makes me giddy. Many of those ideas were in my head years ago, but were rejected and laughed at. We support and encourage all of those efforts. Now it's time for us to laugh along with our loyal customers who love pinball dearly and to introduce this amazing game to millions of new players who discover pinball for the first time. All right, Jack, let me... Let me break it down for you. Millions of new players is never happening. Millions of new people playing pinball. You're not making the next Call of Duty. You're not making the next Fortnite. Millions of new people are playing Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. Yeah, there'll be a few thousand new people playing pinball, but not millions. Let's 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 get real here, all right? And and look, Jack this this response is Jack. Jack is in a good mood. And when I talked to him last, I mean, he's, he's living his dream. He's making pinball machines. I really want Jack to be as successful as possible. And I just think he needs to get Wonka out and have it be a hit. I do think Pirate's hype is not going to be where he wanted it to be. I think he realizes he made a colossal mistake. It'll be a year to the date from its reveal. 12 months people had to wait from seeing it seeing endless streams about it before people actually got their games. And I think that wait was too long. And I do think, I think hype is kind of gone. All right. And then we got guys like, you know, Jeff's Pinball Palace trying to hype Pirates of the Caribbean. He writes this, Jersey Jack Pinball Pirates of the Caribbean has more movies, chapters, multi-balls, multi multiplier types, characters with rules and depth than any other pin. There are lots of game features, five flippers, two ramps, one spinning disc, one upper playfield that rocks, plus a large LCD masquerading as the back box. Code has a multiball and a wizard mode for each film, and players collect gold and treasures, play liars, dice, and plunder as they progress. There is a compass to show you where to get the biggest points, LED starfield map showing shot hints, and an LCD that is off the chain good, displaying an interactive map of progress. The game looks fabulous, code is deep, and the gameplay smooth. Most importantly, it looks fun to shoot and to be the type of game you'd want to keep for a generation if you bought one. With or without the hype, I'm getting one. Well, thanks, Jeff's Pinball Palace. Are you getting one? 
you know, here's the thing, man. All of that is true, Jeff. All of it. And the game is just a convoluted, overly complex mess. You can have all that stuff. It doesn't make for what pinball should be. It's too complex. I'm sorry. There's too much going on. Too much crammed into it. Too much. Too much, too much, too much. Walk up to that machine and try to figure out what to do. I mean, I see the rule sets. It's stupid. You need like a Bible to understand how everything connects. It's not intuitive. Pinball needs to be intuitive. It shouldn't be all of that. You don't need all of that. And that's the problem at Jersey Jack is they put all of it in because they think they need to put every goddamn idea into every goddamn game and it ends up being just over the top. All right? You might disagree. You might want all of that, all of that depth, all of that this, all the bullshit, bullshit. I look at Batman 66 and I can figure out what to do. There's like, there's like 200 less inserts probably on Batman 66. And that's okay with me because I understand what to do. It, there's not like a million things happening on the screen. A million, it's, it's, it's overboard. Absolutely overboard. There is so much depth in Batman 66. But the reason why Lyman, I think, blows Keith away is he knows how to make his depth accessible. If you're just a casual player, you're going to enjoy his machines. And if you want to go a little bit deeper, you can. And if you want to go a little bit deeper than that, you can. There is new Batman 66 code recently updated. It's amazing how deep the game is, but how easy it is to understand how to get to those things. Pirates of the Caribbean, forget it. I don't know how many tutorials I need to watch before it clicks because it's just not clicking. All right, got to end this soon because my battery's about to die. So for Stern... It looks like Deadpool sales are continuing to roll in. Lots of people buying LEs. I saw Frolic. You know, when he buys the LE, it just that's like the watershed moment. You know you, your LE hype has worked because he's there standing next to the box um, with his thumbs up. Isn't it amazing how easy it is to sell games when you actually make them on time? Isn't it amazing, right, how pinball, how marketing works when you actually show people something and then you can take their money and get them a product in a few weeks? That's how all products should work. So congrats to Stern. Um, home pin, it seems like they're shipping their Thunderbirds and the coin doors don't work in the U.S. for some reason. So operators are having a nightmare. Um, some guy wrote, very disappointing. I was told this is a piece of arcade equipment. I can't even operate it until I remove or rewire the coin door. It does not even have coin switches or an LED for the second coin slot. It's really more of a toy. I can't even figure out how to get it to take dollars. All right. Well, that sucks. But again, it wasn't made for the U.S. market, so I'm not even sure like, you know, what these people expected. Um, I'm happy to report that Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle number 66, the spot that was being sold forever, has sold for 800 bucks. So there is hope for Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. No, I mean, cool. Cool. Now you have to wait. Um, uh, TNA, if someone asks, if Total Nuclear Annihilation stopped production at 550 units, if it would skyrocket in price. And, it, you know, I, I wish someone would stand in front of me and ask me, hey, Chris, do you think total nuclear annihilation will skyrocket in price if they only make 550? Uh, I would then take my right hand, I would raise it up, and I would slap that person as hard as I could right in their face. If you think TNA is going to go up in price, bullshit. No. 
Absolutely not. It's not going to be seen as like this limited run game. And also, Charlie's already said like it's not even limited. They could always make more. The only way you maintain future price and future demand on a collectible is if people feel no more will be made, right? If people feel no more the Big Lebowski's will ever be made, those games will start to become worth $20,000, $25,000 easily. But, but if someone remakes the Big Lebowski, those games will lose all that value. And that's why it's hard to go in on some of these, like these rare games that have too much uh, uncertainty surrounding them. And the reason why the mystery game I know about is going to make people go nuts to own one is because there's only going to be a certain amount and that's it. And that's not going to be remade. It's not going to be vault edition. It's not going to like, you know, go under and be a lawsuit to get your money. None of that shit. You're going to buy a game knowing that only a small number of people on the planet Earth, out of the millions of people, according to Jersey Jack, that are introduced to pinball every year, um, the, the millions of new people playing pinball, only a small number will be able to experience this game. Okay? That is what I'm excited for. Small, unique, boutique pinball. And of course, I'm excited for the rest of the stuff coming out, but it doesn't feel special to me because they'll make all that stuff for years. Anyone can get it. And that's cool. But I am speaking from the lens of a collector. Collectors don't want stuff everyone has. Frolic's collection, as impressive as his game room looks, not impressive. He has nothing there that is like even rare. It's just funny. He's like spent all this money. And I bet most days that guy's arcade doesn't even get turned on. I know what it's like. You have to like have these game nights and beg people to come over just to justify the $100,000 in games that you have in your house. Kind of silly if you ask me. Anyway, anyway, everyone, happy Monday. We'll be back with some guests eventually. Until then, until then, please beg all of your manufacturers to make Transformers the movie, the original, into a pinball game. I'm out. Now, light our darkest hour. Wait, Daniel! Springer, what's going on? No time to answer that now. Let's get out of here!
Let this mark the end of the Cybertronian Wars as we march forward to a new age of peace and happiness. Till all are one. Till all are one. You got the power!